Good morning, everyone. Jim Laird here from Largo, uh, Florida. Dr. Stillman is actually here from the beginning. So, hello, everyone. I'm not late today. Imagine that. Did you get extra? Did you get extra sleep last night or something? Oh, you had a neurofeedback. I don't. And maybe that's it. Maybe we'll blame the neurofeedback. Give it credit, whichever way you want to call it. Uh oh, Jim is Jim's frozen. We're frozen. We were yeah. just complaining about how bad our internet here. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm literally, I'm literally hardwired to the internet and I've got, you know, on the little Wi-Fi thing, I've got one teeny little bar showing. I know, man, so. it's stupid. But so today, we today, today we're going to talk about, we're going to do the best we can to battle through the internet, blood pressure, HRV, <laughs> blood pressure meds and stress. And mm -hmm. this comes from, uh, I'm going to share my screen here. And I know people got to plug the things we're up to, Jim. I'm going to start. I'm going to start. I want to let everybody know that what Jim and I find super frustrating about having bad internet here in a very nice part of the United States is that we vacationed in Nicaragua as a business, you know, trip. Um, what was that? You know, five, six months ago, seven, eight months ago now. And yeah. we had better internet in Nicaragua than we did here in Florida. And it's part of why people say to us, well, aren't you worried about moving to Nicaragua? I just put my deposit in on a house for the record. I'm about to get the rest of the financing uh, done probably this week. So I'm committed. I'm, I'm buying a property down there. Sweet. And if you don't know what we're talking about, go to my link tree. There's a link to the retreat that Jim and I are running at this community in Nicaragua, which we're uh, Jim's building a, a beach, a gym on the beach there. Yes. He's not building a beach. Not a not a beach on the gym. A gym For some reason, beach. I always say he's building a beach on the gym, which makes no sense. So anyway, mm -hmm. Nicaragua has better internet than some parts of the United States. So stop trashing on Nicaragua. It's a wonderful country. And um, we got a thyroid webinar coming up at the end of the month. People will love it. You will get a lot out of it. We're going to be spilling the beans on the things we discovered in you know coaching 60 people through this course over four or five months and what we found in their labs and what we found from talking to them. We had some rave reviews. I think that course, the enrollment's already open, isn't it, Jim? It is. We opened it you this week. You want to week, tell people so. where to go so they can jump into the course? Because if you jump in so, now. The, the, the link the link to the, buy the course will be in the description. And the um, you get we're a 10 taking 30 people, now. Jim? Are we taking 30 people? Yeah, we're people? taking 30 people. Okay. And you get a 10% down if you sign up early. That's right. Yeah. Great. So check that and out. Those, and make sure you come to the links. webinar. All those links will be in the description to the webinar and the uh, and to actually buy the course directly. It's a course with yeah. coaching, anyways. Yeah. All right. So basically, th this is a, a lady that I've been working with for quite some time. Um, you know, people get sick of me hearing about how long it takes for people to break habits, change habits, and you know, this lady like has a very large family. Is also an engineer very type a has a huge farm has lots going on and when i first started asking her and talking to her she's like you know she, she literally was speaking like a machine gun it was just like blah, 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 blah. and i was like how much you know i think stress is a huge factor he's like i'm not stressed so i made her get the aura ring and her respiratory rate was like 20. and i'm like you may not feel like you're stressed but you're you're and she's on blood pressure meds. She was on blood pressure meds, right? And so we we worked on getting her. Her diet was very imbalanced, very high fat. We worked on getting her more aware, but it took me several months for her to really buy in that stress was really the contributing factor to everything she had going on. 
And so she sent me a text. Sorry for the late on text. Wanted to let you know I've been working hard. I'm not overly working hard. Took my BP last night. Past three morning blood pressure have been one thirty. You know, great. Uh, just out of that hot tub. Going to be doing some stretching, breathing off the bed. Okay, and and that's really cool. But the uh, the big thing was is we get into these other ones. Um, we look at this is an interesting my average heart rate variability since stopping my blood pressure meds so she basically got her blood pressure down to a point where she want she felt comfortable coming off it and her hrv when we started her hrv was five her resting heart rate was like uh very high 70 80 and her respiratory rate was in the 20s okay so now her respiratory rate's 11 12 just with diligence and like you know, breathing, doing breathing drills consistently. And, and also with her deciding that she's not going to like get upset about stuff she really can't control, you know, um, within three days of, of stopping her blood pressure meds, her HRV went from like down here to up over 70. And she was absolutely shocked by that. That is um, a very profound difference. Oh, it's huge. And then look at her, look at her resting heart rate down into 50 and she had brought it down. Like it was up in the seventies when we started and she had brought it down to there. That was after, that was before she, you know, stopped her blood meds. And once she stopped her blood meds, look at how far that came down. Um, and then, uh, you know, so proud. This is such a crazy difference. And I was like, this is going to affect everything, hormone, digestion. Last night, I took my blood pressure before bed. It was 116 over 62. I've never had that low, just gotten out of the hot tub, uh, you know, not getting out of the hot tub. It was just standalone without any hot tub or, or sauna. Yeah. Um, I didn't think such a low dosage would affect so many things. I'm blown away. You know, little hinges swing big doors. There's my quote. Yeah, and for the record, but, she was so, on a very common calcium channel blocker. Um, yep. called them lodipine. I think it's called the, the brand name is Norvask, but we see people on medications all the time. They are not getting counseling on how to control the things they're being treated for with diet and lifestyle. We help them understand what a healthy diet, what a healthy lifestyle is. We help them dial things in. Then their vital signs, their blood pressure, their respiratory rate, their anxiety, all these things get better as a result of creating the healthy diet and lifestyle that they were missing in the first place. And all of a sudden, you know, and to be clear, when we're coaching somebody, we're not putting people or taking people off of medications because you can't do that. You're supposed to talk to your doctor about that. But we find so many people whose doctors are just refilling the med and not having a conversation about how to improve their diet and their lifestyle that with coaching, you know, they often go back to a doctor with a normal range and then the medication can be stopped. So, you know, we just see this as, this is why we have coaching programs. It's why we have group coaching programs, which you can learn more about in the description here. We found the same thing with thyroid. Many, many people in the thyroid program, they weren't getting enough protein. They weren't getting enough sunlight. They weren't getting enough sleep. They weren't getting enough rest. They didn't know how to relax. They were on medications that were ruining their thyroid function that were being prescribed for other things that could be controlled with diet and lifestyle. And that's why the program was so successful and people came out of it with absolutely rave reviews. Well, and and people don't think that they need like you, 
very rarely is somebody going to change a pattern they've been stuck in for years, decades, in one or two sessions. Mm-hmm. You, you know, this lady, I literally grabbed her and shook her several times a week. She would call me complaining and I would say, are you doing this? Are you doing that? No, I haven't. And then finally, and you've seen this in the group coaching calls over and over again, where I've basically had to take, these are really smart people. These are really high achievers and having to basically break them and say, look, this is the main issue you have. And until you put as much effort into your rest and relaxation as you do into driving yourself hard, you're going to be spinning your wheels. Mm-hmm. And finally, she got frustrated enough and she bought into it. She started making the effort to, to set aside time every day to relax, to do the things I was telling her consistently. And then over time, it just she started like this. She's like, all of a sudden it, it clicks. It took me when I was in a really bad place when I got colitis. It took me almost a year to learn how to slow down and turn my 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 hamster wheel off up there. Mm-hmm. And you know uh, we have a we have a a, a, a a person in town right now that we we assessed, and I spent some time with them last night, and we just talked about she has person a lot. Of we had a patient fly to a Florida patient person. Yes, yeah, person. <laughs> we have a, per, a patient in town, and and we talked for for a good hour or two. We just were sitting out on their. They have a, a patio overlooking the beach, and and yeah, they'd, they'd rent a place, and we just talked for an hour about how hard how hard it is to actually slow down and not be worried and not be scattered. And for some people, it's just almost impossible for them to relax and see you. I had to work really hard at this. So I have a lot of empathy for people like the, this lady um, because I've struggled with the same thing. And, and it takes time and it takes a lot of work. And, and a lot of people just don't want to do the work. They'd rather just eat the potato chips or zone out and watch Netflix or right. you know whatever it is, that whatever else they're doing is that they're medicating themselves with, right? I think it it really takes a combination of, okay, here's where you are. Here's where you're trying to go. Here's what Mm -hmm. it's going to take based on yours and my years and years of experience, taking care of people, reading the literature, working with other experts, learning from all the gurus, influencers, you know, all the, you know, top people in the field who we've, you know, respectively worked with and know, here's how you're going to get there. Here's what it's going to take. Now we have to actually hold you accountable and not just tell you the strategy, but the tactics, mm-hmm. you know, little things like, for example, that hot tub, you know, uh, mm-hmm. hack is great. You know, like hot tubs can be therapeutic. They will drop your blood pressure. They should. If right. They don't drop your blood pressure. Something weird is going on, but sure. there's a combination of other things you got to do in order to get that effect. Right. So we, we really have to spend time with people and the accountability is huge. Because over and over again, we see people and, you know, Jim and I see ourselves doing this in, in this and other areas of our lives where everyone, part of the human condition is what we call shiny object syndrome. Well, you know, I could do all those things that Jim told me to do, but I could also buy this new blood pressure, you know, a supplement from Dr. So-and-so, which may be a great supplement. It may be perfect for you. It may work. But what we see is people, you know, will find one or two or three little things just like, you know, they can't get out of bed and walk on their foot. So they buy a motorized scooter or they buy a little, you know, something that elevates their foot and they have a little, you know, they, they, they go on there. I don't know what you call those things. It's like a scooter for people who have had foot injuries, but there's all these different ways around the fact that your foot is not working. There's all these different ways around. Oh, well, something I'm doing in my life is driving my blood pressure up. 
but that doesn't really address the root cause of the problem and lead to lasting, significant, durable improvements. And the other thing that we right. see over and over again, and this is why we're so serious about this, is that fixing a number is not the same as creating optimal health, right? So we see over and over again, people who've got um, great numbers sometimes who are because of their choices headed for early death and disability, because even if the numbers don't reflect it, they're engaged in diet and lifestyle habits and choices that we know are associated with shorter life and premature disease. And then when we do see problematic numbers, any idiot can do things like throw vitamin D at people or hand you an iodine supplement. But there's a big, a lot of, of examples in the literature where fixing a number isn't the same as providing or addressing the underlying issue or, or problem. A great example of this I covered yesterday in my Monday masterclass on how I use UVB light to heal in my practice. Um, one of the things I mentioned in that video was that when you look at studies of vitamin D supplementation, uh, they do have positive effects on your health, but they don't have a net effect on all cause mortality. And some of that has to do with dosing, but a lot of it has to do with the fact that the sun, which is where people naturally get the majority of their vitamin D, almost no matter where they live, the sun is not just supplying you with vitamin D. It's providing you with red and infrared light. It's providing you with visible light. It's you're outside, you're kayaking, you're hiking, you're biking, you're, you know, I mean, think about all the things you do outside. By and large, they're healthier than the things you do inside. So the more outdoor people, as I covered yesterday, they have a healthier or a longer life expectancy by a matter of years. In fact, sun avoidance is a risk factor for death equivalent to smoking, which shocks a lot of people, but it's true. And so again, this is an example of where people will think, oh, well, my vitamin D is low. So all I have to do is take a vitamin D supplement. No, that is not going to fix the problem of your indoor lifestyle and your lack of red, infrared light, visible light, et cetera, that is resulting from you living indoors. The brain is undefeated. Um, the brain literally controls everything, right? And there are factors such as nutrition and things like that, but a lot of people, if you are spun out in your head and you can't sit quietly and you can't sit calmly, you are in for a world of trouble. And that's where a lot of people in our modern world have gotten so caught up in this, in this circular hamster wheel because of social media, because they're so busy. It's not like it was 57 years ago where you did your chores and you, you came back and you basically, um, you know, sat on the porch and you played checkers and, and, and relaxed. Now it's like, you know, you're, you're looking at your phone all day. You've got, so we have to consciously make decisions to put ourselves in situations where we actually decompress and we're bored and we're relaxed. We have to, you have to do this in this modern world. You have to make conscious decisions to do that. And this and is increasingly why, I mm -hmm. see both of us succeeding most with clients and patients by getting them to schedule these things. Correct. Right. And this like is the, one reason. Well, tell why, them about the float tank, what you yeah, discovered I was gonna, with the I was float tank. Talk about that. Yeah. So, I, so for those of you who don't know, uh, Jim and I will recommend the float tank to a lot of people. The float tank is a tank where you go and you float, and it's essentially a sensory deprivation experience. And it's profoundly impactful on people's health and their HRV in particular. And I, I did a couple floats earlier in the year, then I fell off the wagon, stopped doing them. And then I scheduled them. I scheduled them every single weekend, the last two weekends. I'm skipping one next weekend because I'm out of town, but
but I've got them scheduled, I think through the like middle of the fall. And what you'll see and what I found is that I am not good at holding myself accountable for time spent relaxing for the last, I don't know, 15 years of my life. I started studying Tai Chi when I was in high school. It's one of the most calming, meditative, relaxing practices there is, but I I'm terrible at holding myself accountable and actually saying, I'm going to spend 20 minutes outside doing Tai Chi, even though it's well within my, my grasp. Right. But when you book something at a business that you're paying for, it has this psychological effect of getting you to do it. Right. And it's funny because we see people, you know, how many martial arts studios are probably within 20 or 30 or minutes or an hour of this house. Right. But a lot of people don't have anyone and increasingly with our virtual world, as well as, as traffic, I mean, traffic didn't used to be the problem that it is today, but how many of you live in places where the road system is essentially the same as when you, you know, as 10 or 20 or 30 years ago, and there's two, three, four times as many people living in that area. This is part of what's driving people online and into the digital space, but that's why having digital coaching available is amazing because we will get you to go out and do the things and schedule the things and we'll talk to you about it and you'll and you'll say, yes, I did it. And if you didn't do it, then you'll actually go out and do it the next time. So, you know, we're, we're our own worst clients in some respects, and that's part of why we're good at what we do. We understand what you're going through. We understand what you're struggling with. Back to the float tank. So my float tank hour, hour in the float tank on a Sunday leads to a 30 or 40 point increase in my HRV the following day. It's a huge difference. It goes from you know, 50s, 60s, maybe up to 90s or 100s. And that's an incredible improvement. And that's part of why we're so serious about getting people to shut off and relax. And it's very hard for them to do that in their modern world where there's so many ways for their attention to be captured and uh, and for people to connect with them. It was I, so I just, different a few generations ago. I, I equivalent, I basically look at the float tank is getting eight hours of sleep in one hour. That's essentially, mm -hmm. and, and with people that are really busy, you're taking them from one extreme to the opposite. So like type A people are the ones that fall into this the, the most, right? And, yeah. and so you're taking someone to the complete opposite so they can live somewhere in the middle. And for people that don't have a lot of time, and here's the thing too, I've dealt with people that were like, I got in the float tank and I can't relax. I don't, I don't know how to relax. And they literally, they, I tell them you have to work at it. You have to get in there. You have to learn how to slow your breathing down. If you see a thought come into your head, you watch it. You don't engage in it. There's people that are, I've worked with people that are so wound up. They couldn't sit in the float tank for five minutes. And that's where I was when I got myself in, in trouble back in, you know, 2008, 2009, somewhere in there. And it was really hard. I had to literally sit still and my goal, I closed my eyes. I'm like, my goal is to sit still here quietly for a minute. And it was almost impossible for me to do. But over time, I learned how to do that. And if you are a hair on fire person and you actually learn how to calm down and relax, it'll be one of the most liberating feelings you've ever had. You'll be like, why have I been fighting this for so long? Um, it's just crazy. Let's talk a little bit about the meds itself. What I think she was on a calcium channel blocker. Is that right? Correct. What action of the med basically would affect the nervous system uh, let, like that? To basically, and um, what do you, is uh, optimal pulse? I would say you're asking what is the best resting heart rate. That's going to be highly. Asked, individual. What do you think an optimal pulse range is? Well, that's going to be that's going to be highly individual on the age of the person. Sure. Um, 
and and if what kind of athlete they are. But if if your resting heart rate is like like seventy plus, you, you definitely need to combine combined with a low HRV number. Um, you definitely need like I'm two hundred and fifty pounds. I'm almost fifty. My resting heart rate is in the fifties, and overnight I go into the forties. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, and women generally tend to have a little bit higher resting heart rate um, than, than, than men do. Mm. But, um, you know, I, I'd say at least in the 60s, if it's higher, like if it's 65, 70, you know, 80, you need to do more easy walking, easy cardio. You need to do some breathing drills to help you relax. Right. right. Um, and we, we also have to look at chemical inputs. A lot of these people are relying on a lot of caffeine. Sure. They're getting a high intake of sodium and low intakes of potassium and magnesium. Yeah. They're very All stimulated the by their environment. They may have a lot of problems in their environment, EMF, mm -hmm. right. sound, noise pollution, uh, psychosocial stress. So, yeah. But I mean, the easiest way to basically lower your resting heart rate is to walk more. That, I mean, that's, mm -hmm. the, that's the easiest way, right? Yeah. And it's not walking like you're trying to race people. It's just like. Yeah. Shit. Relaxing, so, meditative right. walking. Yeah. Very yeah. powerful. Very so, so why, why, what does that, what action causes the nervous system to be? Because honestly, the nervous system in that case, honestly, is with that, you know, with the HRV being lower and the resting heart rate being higher, the blood pressure meds are actually putting her in a state of being revved up, right? Mm -hmm. Arguably. Um, I, you know, I'd have to look into this and read some papers. Mm -hmm. We might want to ask Mike Twyman. Um, I wonder what he would say. That's our friend who's a cardiologist who's into a lot of the same stuff that we're into. Yeah, I'll send him I'll send him these pictures on on Instagram and, and, yeah. and ask if he'd like to come on here and talk about that. Um, yeah, I'd be really interested. I, I mean, the thing is, the thing about medications in general is that you have to understand pharmacology 